listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored that you are with us. At Christ Church, we believe God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. At Christ Church, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, and our faith as we journey together through the Bible, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the healing love of God bless you today. Thank you for joining us here. I was um, I was rowing this week, and I learned something about trust. It wasn't uh, rowing that taught me about trust, though I do learn a lot about trust when rowing. But I like to listen to podcasts and books or even friends' sermons when I exercise. And I was on our water rower in my room listening to a conversation with a business coach named Charles Feltman. And he shared the definition, his definition of trust. And I really liked it. He, he defines trust as choosing to risk making something that you value vulnerable to another person's actions. I'll say it again. Trust is choosing to risk making something that you value vulnerable to another person's actions. So in that children's story, um, maybe that class valued that class bunny rabbit. And by giving it to a student to take home, they are making that bunny rabbit vulnerable to the actions or inactions of whoever is taking care of it. I like that definition of trust. Choosing to make something, to risk making something that you value vulnerable to another person's actions. Perhaps the greatest act of trust ever, then, in the history of all creation is the trust that God places in us. Think about how much that we are entrusted with, how much God values that God has risked to humanity. God entrusted humanity with the care of the world that God made. God entrusted us with his only son, Jesus Christ. God entrusts each of us with the most precious, valuable gift. And that is each other. God's own children. We are entrusted with God's own children. Wow. So today we're going to look at the story of Ruth and Naomi and Boaz, and I think we're going to learn something more about trust. Especially, we're going to talk about how God trusts us with what God values most in the universe. But first, let's pray. Vulnerable God, you have entrusted us with so much. You've given us your word And you have entrusted us with your mission of sharing that word, of making real your love in the world. Help us, O God, to be worthy recipients of all that you trust. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be trustworthy to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.
So we are reading through the book of Ruth together and uh, this lovely little gem of a story which is focused on one small family in Bethlehem some 3,000 years ago. One of the things that's so incredible about this story is, is how people in it, are, are, they're just so much like us. They're not kings. They're not prophets. They're not miracle workers. Naomi, she's just Ruth's mother-in-law. Ruth is just Naomi's daughter-in-law. They're, they're both widows. They've moved back recently to the town of Bethlehem where Naomi is from. Ruth is an immigrant. She is not of this, uh, this culture, not of this, this faith tradition. And Ruth and Naomi are both in a vulnerable position. Last week we heard about how it's harvest season in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. Bethlehem, house of bread. Ruth had gone out to glean in the field of a well-off man whose name was Boaz. He treated her very kindly. He told her that, that he had heard about her. He thought that she was brave, he says, to leave her family, her parents, to go to be with her mother-in-law, Naomi, to a foreign land. He thought this was very bold. And he tells her that, that, that she could take whatever she needs from his field. So Boaz, he was kind, he's generous. But allowing Ruth to collect grain in his field, that's also Boaz following the Jewish law that said that farmers shouldn't pick every single little grain in their field when they're harvesting, but they should leave some of it behind so that uh, the immigrant or the widow, the poor, the vulnerable, so they could come uh, behind those who were farming and collect the leftovers so they would have some for themselves. It was a form of charity, but it wasn't a handout, you know. Ruth had to work hard just like Boaz's farm workers. God gave the people the law, which taught them how, how to, to, to take care of each other. This was in the law. This is a way that they could care for, for those who were in a vulnerable situation. It was the law that helped people live into the trust that God places in us to care for God's children. Trust, remember, is choosing to risk making something that you value vulnerable to another person's actions. God trusted Boaz by making Ruth, someone that God valued, vulnerable to Boaz's actions. And Boaz proves trustworthy. Think about all that God has trusted us with. Here's a big example in our nation right now. Right now in this country, there is a massive movement underway to help refugees from Afghanistan settle in the United States. I told you about uh, how there are thousands living at Fort Dix in New Jersey. Well, in the next days and weeks, some of those refugees will be resettling here in the Harrisburg area. I received an email this week from the Jewish Federation of Greater Harrisburg letting us know of the supplies that are being collected by Congregation Beth El to help the International Service Center to resettle those arriving here. And on this email, there was a quotation from Mark Hetfield. He's the president of the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, and, and he's quoted as saying, 
We used to take refugees because they were Jewish. Now we take them because we're Jewish. We used to take refugees because they were Jewish. Now we take them because we are Jewish. But Ruth, she shows us that from the beginning of the nation of Israel, Hebrews, like Boaz, following the law of God and the law of human decency, showed care for those in need regardless of their faith. Boaz helps Ruth because it's the right thing to do. He helps Ruth because he's Jewish, and that's the law. But he helps her regardless of the fact that she is not Jewish. We talked about the Hebrew word hesed, which is translated as something like loving kindness. This is the primary character of God, and hesed is God's primary expectation of God's people, that we show loving kindness to that which God has entrusted to us. Because of hesed, God knows that God can entrust us with the most vulnerable. We heard this morning earlier from Cindy how Boaz had earned Naomi's trust. And so Naomi tells Ruth, her daughter-in-law, who she loves with her whole heart, this is the, the only person she has in the world, the most valuable person in the world to her, her daughter-in-law. And she, she, needs, she says, I need to, I need, we need to find some security for you, Ruth. So she sends her to Boaz. This plan of Naomi's, well, it, it, it relies heavily on Boaz being trustworthy because this plan will put Ruth's life in his hands. Now that's trust. Naomi tells Ruth, go get cleaned up, put on your best clothes, go find Boaz on the threshing floor. You know, this is Bethlehem. They're in the middle of the harvest season. So Boaz, this farmer, will be in the process of, of taking and separating the grains from the stalks. It's threshing, the threshing floor, getting the grain separated from the chaff. They're in the midst of this great harvest. So that's what Boaz will be doing. It is hard labor, but it is good work. It is something I'm sure he enjoys doing because it means food. It means bread. It's, it means income. It means prosperity. Boaz, he would be tired. He would be joyful. Be full of food and, and drink. So Ruth is told to go to him when he's feeling happy. Make herself completely vulnerable to him. And we know very well what people may turn to in order to find some security, some care some warmth in this life. We know how often those most vulnerable are taken advantage of by the untrustworthy. And Naomi tells Ruth, when Boaz lies down, observe the place where he lies and then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he'll tell you what to do next. Trust is choosing to make something you value vulnerable to another person's actions. Trust is sending those fleeing a war-torn country to central Pennsylvania. Trust is providing plenty of fruits and vegetables in the harvest and then filling grocery stores and restaurants so that those who don't have fresh 
produce at their dinner table may end up with a good meal. Trust is my friend, my pastor friend, walking with a family whose vibrant young child's precious life is being entrusted to hospice and to the compassion of God. Trust is a church full of loving people in a community full of loneliness and despair. Trust is Ruth waiting until Boaz has eaten and drunk and was in a contented mood and laying down the end of a heap of grain. There's such vulnerability placed in the trust of, well, people such as us, with our own insecurities, our own temptations, our own fears, our own compassion, our own graciousness, our own experiences of trusting others in the past. There is so much vulnerability and also so much power. So then Ruth came stealthily, says the Bible, and uncovered Boaz's feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled. He turned over and there lying at his feet was a woman. He said, who are you? She answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant, for you are next of kin. Now, in other Bible translations, next of kin is translated as redeemer. So Ruth is saying, I am your servant. Spread your cloak over me, for you are the redeemer. Ruth believed Boaz was her redeemer because according to law, as her next of kin, he may redeem her by taking her as his wife, by removing her from the vulnerable position of being a widow. Ruth asks Boaz to spread his cloak over her. Here in the dark of the night, in such a contented mood, with Ruth in her finest clothes, laying at his feet and no one around, well, he may redeem her or he may take advantage of her. She is completely at his mercy. She may be asking him to spread his cloak over her. And if he wanted to hear her vulnerability in that way, well, he wouldn't be the first or the last to make such a deal with entrusting herself to another power and privilege. But Boaz is a man worthy of the trust he is being given. And rather than take advantage, he acts with hesed, with loving kindness. For Ruth isn't asking to be taken advantage of. She's asking to be cared for. Spread your cloak over your servant. It can also be translated from the Hebrew as spread your wings over your servant. Remember last week, uh, it was Boaz who taught Ruth about God. About God under whose wings, he says, that you have come to find refuge. So she trusts Boaz to practice what he preached. She's asking God to spread those wings over her. And God does. Because God has trusted Boaz to care for his precious Ruth. Imagine, beloveds, those who have throughout history turned to people of God, hoping, trusting that we will be who God tells them that we will be. 
And so many do, in fact, experience through the church the embrace of God's protective wings. And yet so many have also been taken advantage of. Boaz shows us God's intent to receive the vulnerable and to show them hesed, not harm, hospitality, not hostility, the welcomed embrace, hesed. The story continues. Boaz says, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You know, this last instance of hesed, your loyalty, it's better than the first because you've not gone after young men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I'll do for you all that you ask. For all of the assembly of my people know that you are a worthy woman. Ruth is completely vulnerable, but Boaz continues to see her strength. He treats her with dignity and respect. Rather than treating her like someone who is just seeking a handout, he reminds Ruth that the whole community knows that she is a worthy woman, worthy of more than just a handout. The word worthy in Hebrew, it's chayil. Only here, only in this passage in the Bible, is chayil translated as worthy. It is more often translated as strength. And in fact, 85 times in the Bible, the word chayil means army. Ruth, a foreigner, a widow, laying at the feet of a wealthy old man on the threshing floor at the dead of night. And this man sees not a weak, vulnerable young lady, Boaz sees the strength of an army in Ruth, her courage, her bravery, and he treats her as such, and he tells her so. I keep asking myself what this lovely little gem of a story of intimacy is doing in the middle of the Old Testament, surrounded by battles and kings and, and prophets and tongues of fire and all that. And I think it has something to do with the fact that for most of us today, God isn't found in all of that, all of that power and drama. Mostly we see the character of God in the Boazes and the Ruths of the world. We see God working in and through regular people, day in and day out, acts of hesed, loving kindness, that you are asked to show your neighbor, to show your fellow disciple. Ruth comes to Boaz seeking protection of one who she comes to know trusts in God. And Boaz sees in Ruth's actions the strength of the whole army. And that is what God sees in those that we are sent to care for. And what God sees in you. And who, who would know what is within you more than God, your creator? God who created you the strength of an army and the tenderness of an old farmer and a young immigrant. Ruth and Boaz show us that we have a place in the Bible, the story of God, because they teach us about trust. They teach us how God expects us, God's people, to respond. God sends us people in all of their vulnerability because God trusts us to act like God to see vulnerability and see in it not weakness, but power. To see in the refuge, refugee not, not fear, but courage. 
Boaz invites Ruth to stay the night. He says, it says, so, so she lay at his feet until morning. But she got up before one person could recognize another. And he said, it must not be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. And then he said, bring your cloak, your, the cloak that you're wearing, hold it out. So she held it out and he measured out six measures of barley. He put it on her back and then she went into the city. She came to her mother-in-law who said, how do things go, my daughter? And then Ruth told Naomi all that Boaz had done for her, saying, he gave me these six measures of barley for he said, don't go to your mother-in-law empty-handed. And she replied, well, wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for this man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. And so it is, beloveds, that God has shown us not only what it is to live hesed, loving kindness and faithfulness, but God has shown us what it is to trust. For in so many ways, big and small, we are given opportunities to trust each other and to trust God. We are given God's trust by the many, many instances that we have to show God's love to our children, to our neighbor, to our parents, to our spouse, our fellow congregant, to the immigrant, to the housing insecure and the vulnerable. And we see some small way what God sees in those that we are sent. Not, not one just needing a handout, but someone exhibiting the strength of an army, which is to say, that we see their worth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are glad that you joined us today for the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church Harrisburg. We welcome you to visit us in person if you're in the area. Visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org, to find out more about our church and the free medical clinics we offer here. That's ChristHarrisburg.org. The music at the top and that you hear now is by Shane Ivers. May God be with you until we meet again. Thank you.